welcome to the belated 2022 Halloween special episode of the Backrooms Podcast. In the spirit of the season, this week we're talking about all things spooky and scary. <laughs> now, I know what you're probably thinking. You're going to say, Brian, you guys literally talked about fear like three episodes ago. Why are you doing this again? Hey, shut up. Sit down and enjoy the fucking show. <laughs> Happy late Halloween. Skitter! Scott! Scott! Um. <laughs> you got a pen on you? I don't. Uh, do you no. need one? I do. He does. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Say that. Imagine if nipples click in and out like a pen. That's that's a door, my guy. <laughs> that is a door, but did I you need just, to make a click. Did you just like snap your ribcage in the process? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a spooky ass edition of the Backrooms podcast. Happy yeah. Halloween, happy, everybody. Happy, happy one week from Halloween because I know it's one, one, happy one whenever week. the fuck this comes out. Yeah. I'm going to be 25 by the time this comes out. So. We are. It is Halloween, uh, back room in the back room's time, um, and um, as such, I think it's uh, appropriate to to be spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons, shivers down your spine. I think. I think it's probably copyright. Yeah. Again. So <laughs> I just bleed the whole thing. I don't fucking care anymore. So. When talking about when when we when we we decided to talk about spooky, what are we talking about specifically? We kind of touched on fear uh, a few weeks ago, or should I say, a few months ago. Can I just say, um, just we're really doing a great job. We posted, we published an episode titled "Everything Ends Eventually" on September eleventh, two thousand and twenty-two. And then disappeared for two months. <laughs> Has it really been that long? Oh, That's shit. That's not a... A plus podcasting. Wow. It's all right. All, wow. Listen, listen, wow. listen. Wow. Good Anyone care. who's still with us, thank you. However, the first... We're about to make you regret it. Well, yes. But the most important part of anything is the commitment. Not necessarily consistent, but... The fact that we're still doing it. We're whatever committed you, to quality. <laughs> what, whatever you got to do to tell to whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep at night. I don't sleep at night. That's the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is this we stuff? You speaking French? <laughs> we're committed to quality. Only That's just a good yogurt, dude. The no. we what? The we yogurt. They got the little glass that jars. Means yes, in French, and it's also a yogurt. I don't I've never heard of that before. I, yeah, which yogurt is? Are you this? thinking of Yo Play Light? They Yo Play. No, Yo Play makes a yogurt called Lee. Oh wait, yes, actually, I have. It does. I saw the Thank commercials you. for it like seventeen years ago. I'm I'm sure you you still had eyesight seventeen years ago. To I don't see it. I don't anymore. Fucking negative four point seven five. You guys remember Dylan and Cole Sprouse advertising the fucking Danimals the animals, Crush Cups? And no one ever won it. <laughs> Who won the fucking contest? I don't think anyone won it. <laughs> I saw a video like a couple days ago. It was like a twenty minute video of somebody trying to figure out who won the fucking Danimals contest. <laughs> 
What is spook? I don't know. Is that I a see noun? you have some notes there. Why don't you tell us? Okay, what, yeah. what is spook? As as some some pre gaming to this um, episode, I was trying to write some stuff down because you know, as as content creators, <laughs> we yep. had, that's okay. We have an OnlyFans. We uh, <laughs> not that kind of content creator. The uh, you know, you write stuff down, you ideate and all that stuff, and and you know, I was writing down stuff about horror in video games, trying to trying to think, well, what does it mean to be horror? And I wrote in this order: is spooky. Games can be normal but have spooks. Games can be spooks, but have normal. So. In English, <laughs> can you tell me what that means? So, games um, don't have to be horror games to have horror elements, but also horror games can have more lighthearted <laughs> moments in them that are like you know. It's the the whole premise of the game you know isn't what? just you know about what? horror. I you see. I see the steam you, coming out of you. I think. There. You I think there. kind of to 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 kind of solidify what you're saying there, a horror game or any really horror or thriller experience, really it has to be treated like a roller coaster. You can't have just constant mm-hmm. dread and angst and and fear. You need those moments of lightheartedness, or else you're gonna desensitize either the player or the viewer. I really appreciate you sublimating an idea out oh. of my asshole Is because that I what had, it's that like? was not what I was getting at. Oh, but okay. no, 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 that's perfect <laughs> because I wasn't getting at anything. Oh, you're just, and you you're made just, it. No, you're just you, a fucking you guided idiot. this train. You built the rails. Yeah. I was driving a train and I was ready. to You go were like off the Polar track. Express in this motherfucker. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it's like to be a non-anxious person? Because I wouldn't know. No, I'm medicated. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm not. <laughs> um. So uh, an example I think of when it comes to giving that that sense of reprieve almost is a non game I wouldn't really consider horror is is like the the Soul series. Mm-hmm. Um, the moments of reprieve are the bonfires. You know, mm-hmm. you get to the bonfire, you light that fire. This colorless world is now brought to life a little bit. Um, okay, you have Elden Ring I, yeah. and the Sights of Grace. You know, you have. Games like uh, Hollow Knight, the benches. As soon as you sit on a bench, you hear the the piano going about. You have the 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 what the are they safe called? rooms in the Resident Evil. Perfect example as well. Yeah, um, games that have those moments kind of not only give you a moment of like, oh, thank God, it's like tension relief and tension relief, but also gives you like a false sense of security as well. Cause like, you're like, oh, okay, now I can continue on, you know, I'm, I'm all ready to go. And then you're, mm. you're not. What was, you know, what is horror and fear? Is it like anxiety itself is it's not just being anxious it's not just like being stressed what is it to be like fearful of something what does that like mean i don't know what that really means thinking about it like what does it mean to be scared what we did touch on it a a couple episodes ago where we we in the art episode about power fantasies we kind of touched on how um like a feeling of powerlessness and coupled Mm. with like a sense of unknown 
um, can kind of create those feelings in you. Or lack of control, maybe. In, I in think addition. for me, I, I think it's subjective. Like, there's no – what's scary to me is not going to be scary for you, maybe. Mm. It could be. But, um, like, for me, I know things that scare me are unnatural. Mm. <laughs> like, when I was younger, the movie that scared the ever-loving shit out of me as a child was – the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> really? I could not watch that movie as a kid. I could it see that. scared me so much. I couldn't get through the song. It was too much. But I, I, I don't know if it was the fact that the whole thing was claymation. That definitely and it is was part like of it, very odd. Like things didn't move in a natural way. It like especially those scenes where like Jack would. The camera would zoom in on him and he'd go like, and they called him Sandy Claus. I'd be like, no, 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 can't do it. No, 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 so much nope. I couldn't, I could not watch that movie. And now it's like one of my favorite movies ever. I watch it every year. I literally, I dressed up as him for Halloween last year. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, I, I, and I don't, to this day, I, I don't know really why it scared me so much because now it doesn't scare me at all there might be a psychological component to that because i think of uh my first experience with any sort of like scary i, I was young i probably was like six maybe and i walked down you know i was living obviously with my parents because i was only six but i walked downstairs out of my bedroom to go get like a drink of water or something and in the living room my parents were watching the mummy and I think this, of course, you know, just like just like a cliche, you know, kid getting scared in a movie, you know, I walked in at the right moment for the mummy to just pop up on screen and I just had like PTSD from that essentially. Uh but then I watched the movie and I'm like, "Oh, you watched the movie like soon like, after that, like no, a couple no, no, no. years?" I was, many... I was much older. It was okay. much older. I think it was actually like 2 years ago. Okay. And I'm like, "Oh. Okay. It's you know, it's not that bad." So I think there's shock value, and then I think it's also like you were young, and something was weird about it, so it kind of just got ingrained in your head. You also have less of a foundation of like what's real and what's not. Like you, you know, there's more of a suspension of of uh, suspension of belief. Dis, of Duh. belief, no suspension of. There's more dis, of a suspension of disbelief. Yes. Um, when you're younger, like, you know, oh, when you're older, you can realize, oh, like, that's just like a prop on it. Or you can recognize things that make it look like it's, oh, it's not real. Or, like, you just know that, like, oh, ghosts aren't fucking real or mummies right. aren't real. So, like, it doesn't impact you as much as when in your younger days that, like, oh, well, <laughs> maybe maybe that thing could come alive <laughs> in my bedroom. It, it can definitely, like, come down to a lack of understanding of how the world works. When I was younger, I watched. I made the mistake of watching Twister with my dad. That's a horror movie. And after I, I watched that, that movie, you've never... heard of it. I don't know what it is, really. It, it, it's just like a. <clears throat> it's a storm chasing movie. It's like with like really. It was a know, fiction... by by today's standards, kind of crappy CGI, but mm. it, it was a. It's a. It's a cult classic. Well, in in its time, it was one of the best. CGI, yeah, no, no, it's but it's aged. To but... give to give you like it was it was a. You know, Storm Chasers, mm. kind of fictional movie, and it was kind of scary, even to this day. I vividly remember after watching that movie, I could not get through like a thunderstorm 
without like having a mini panic attack. Yeah. And I, I always remember, like, I had to like talk to my mom and I, I'd be like, is there a tornado coming? Yeah. Like, I'm scared. Genuinely. I, I like it fucked me up when I was a kid. Absolutely. And maybe that's why I'm so fucked up now. You know, you know, I, you know, I, I still talk to my mom because yeah, yeah, I'm 24. I still we live get, with my we'll parents. We'll talk but... about that on a bonus episode. We'll get into but, that. Um, <laughs> that's, see, I didn't think of that. I, I'm also, for a while, I was also very, not afraid, but anxious about the weather, uh, just in general. And I think it was because th- there was one scene, uh, well, Wizard of Oz, number one, with the, the tornado. And then in Twister, the only scene I ever saw from Twister when I was a child was the one where the guy is holding the thing shut in the basement. And he gets pulled out into the, to the Twister and is, like, gone. It's like, oh, shit, man. Did you know that that's a practical effect? Yes. The tornado in Wizard of Oz? Oh, in Wizard of Oz? In Wizard yes, of I Oz. Did. Yeah. Yes, yes, It's yes. like, um, I think it's a stocking. They filled a stocking with something, and they kind of like dragged Maybe it along it in the background. Oh, because that oh. movie was made in like the 30s. Like yeah. they didn't have yeah. visual well, effects oh, yeah, in that so, time. Okay. Um, but it, it so looks cool. fantastic. Like it looks so real. So here's here's a thought: the Jaws movie. Da-dum. Yeah. Ba-dum. So there, the shark is only in it for like a couple of scenes. It's like like less than a couple minutes collectively, I think, yeah. for the movie. Something really short, yeah. So, obviously horror or any sort of fear does not have to be, like, visual to the audience or the player. It, it could just be atmospheric. It could be psychological. So, how do you determine differences from, like, in a in a video game? How do you give somebody that fear without giving them an intentional threat maybe so uh, the biggest is 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 connected not knowing and being not in control like not knowing when something's going to happen but knowing just enough that it can happen at like any point related my first thing that I was like genuinely scared of, besides like the dark, which is like you right. know everybody's scared of the and dark. You know, at some and you point. know, spiders. Yeah, spiders just. Are are people scared of the dark, or are they scared of what's in the dark? I think people are scared of the dark because of yeah. that reason. Yeah, like yeah. like you're scared to be in a dark place. Yeah, you're scared of like what could happen in the dark. You know, right. like you're not could... you're not afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling. Someone could like pick your nose in the dark. You know. Well, you know? yeah, but that's just like a transitory math statement. Like... I, I'm sorry. I, I I'm totally interrupting you. I'm sorry. Please please. <laughs> that's like no, but, no. Before you continue, that's saying like x equals y and y equals z. So therefore x equals z. I mean uh, that's yeah. just stupid. Math scares me. <laughs> that, that so continue. Just... But, um, do you guys know the movie or movie series? Chucky. Yes. yes. With a doll. Uh-huh. I was fucking <laughs> petrified of that doll for many years. Like, probably up until, I don't know, maybe the first time I saw it was like five or six years old. I had seen, like, parts of the movie, like, while my parents were watching, while it was on TV. And I, I was terrified of it. And for five plus years, that was, like, still one of my biggest fears. And I don't. I'm trying to pinpoint, like, what about it, like, really scared me. I look at it now, and while it's not scary, I still get a weird feeling, like, kind of in my chest or just, like, 
I get a little uncomfortable. I know it's a fucking doll. I could punt it across the field. And it's not real, but I don't know what it is about it that still some strikes some deep nerve in my brain. Well, at that point, that's probably just rooted into your your subconscious at that point. Like very minuscule PTSD yeah. From, yeah. from that experience. And it's, I think that's something that it's both like a blessing and a curse in a sense. You have something to say? It seems well, like- I I think it it goes. It's an extension of like what I said. Um, it's unnatural. Yes. It's it's probably it was one of the earlier movies, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of the older horror movies are actually 10 times scarier than any of the stuff coming out now because the at least for me, the older practical effects are 10 times more unsettling to me than very fluid CGI animation. Mm. I I don't know, maybe it's because it just moves it, like the newer things kind of move in a way that I, I, I think don't know it's how to two. I think it. it's, like, do you know what I'm getting at? I think it's two things. I just want to say I think it's two things. One that um, it's it's a physical thing. It's like a real physical, like it's a physical thing in the scene. Like you know that that's a thing in the scene versus like it was put there by CGI. And two, because it's a physical scene and because it's a prop. Sometimes that like walks gets into sort of an uncanny valley, you know, sense where like maybe maybe, you know, it's not real, but it's like this physical thing that's moving in irregularly or unnaturally. And so it gives you this just this really uncomfortable emotion almost. So just before we move on, um, I remember last year I was watching a video um, about this Korean horror film. I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry, but um, it's. There's a scene in the movie that a lot of critics agree upon as one of the scariest scenes put into film. And it, there's a um, there's like a ghost in in the apartment or whatever and it's very it's it's you can't really see the ghost, you kind of just see its silhouette. The the guy is hiding like behind a couch and the ghost is slowly walking towards him and you can see that he's got high heels on. And the scene in particular that's very scary is where it's it's slowly walking towards them and then all of a sudden it loses its footing and kind of stumbles and and almost trips onto the ground and then just gets back up and continues walking towards them and that 2 to 3 second scene of the ghost stumbling in the dark is what the critics are saying is the scariest thing ever and it seems so minuscule but they go into it and they're like, it, it's it, it's like a psychological thing in the brain. It's you expect the ghost to just continue walking towards you. And then all of a sudden it breaks that pattern and makes a very sudden jerky, unexpected movement, especially in the dark where you can't really see it. That just triggers something in the brain that, I don't know, mm. it, that's I'm not qualified to go into like the the neuroscience behind it, but it was genuinely unsettling. Like when I watched the scene, it actually <laughs> is kind of spooky. It also grounds it in a way. Like it's it's interacting with the environment by like tripping on a thing or something like that too. Like it it gives it more sense than than just like this ominous figure just like fucking floating through the hallway, just not interacting with the world. I think things that that ground stuff give it more of a sense of of reality. And in the case of horror, that feeds into like being fearful of it or 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 
validating that oh this is like a real thing real quote unquote in in the scene or medium i'm i'm experiencing i don't know if you no, remember I, what you were going to say i think you just said uh quote unquote real yeah right i've always believed so a very common thing you'll hear from both critics and con- like consumers audiences is that horror movies are not scary right um horror movies are some of the lowest rated you know imdb scores and rotten tomato scores of any of the other genres why is that i think it's lack i think it's two things lack of imagination and a lack of the ability to immerse yourself so i think where horror movies and horror games and books even like if you look at like stephen king as an example I think it requires the audience to intentionally kind of let yourself be scared. Where, where like, people will watch a horror movie and be like, oh, I won't be scared. You immediately just, your ability to, to suspend your disbelief goes out the window because you go into it with that sense. So, when... Like, I love horror. So you mean, I'm sorry, so you mean, just so I understand, you mean the lack of imagination on the audience's part? Yes. Okay. So I think if somebody who who genuinely was interested in watching a horror movie and they thought that they wouldn't be scared, I could have a conversation with them and say, hey, listen, smoke a joint or, or do something to, like, make yourself be able to, like, either boost your creativity or just like kind of like take that part away from your mind watch this movie i guarantee you'll be scared because it's it's kind of like that that like we were talking about the power fantasies right a few weeks ago you need to have kind of some sort of imagination even if it's right in front of you you know because there's only so much that you're able to Mm -hmm. do up here I think I know what you're kind of getting at, I, and I think it's almost like too. a like a self defense reflex. Yeah. Oh, I'm not scared. Where like, like I'm not scared. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you don't want to be scared. Uh, um, you know, some people go into the movies they they love that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, if I'm watching a horror movie, I usually don't. So like, I don't necessarily want to have nightmares for three weeks. So I'll go <laughs> into the movie and I'll start like deconstructing whatever <laughs> I possibly can, just to like. Be like, this is fake. This is fake. It's not real. It's fake. This, do you see this? This would never happen. This is not going to happen. That can't happen. You could see the wire on that guy. <laughs> like, you'll break it down to its its foundations so that like, or thinking you about don't silly you don't believe that, it. You can't suspend yeah. your disbelief yeah. anymore. And I think it's just it's not like I don't think it's a lack of creativity. I think it's more of like a self defense. At least like like when I do Maybe. it, it's more of a self defense. No, kind I, of thing. I I actually I I, I agree with that. I think because I don't personally enjoy a lot of horror things um and so so yeah maybe lack of creativity is the wrong word i think it's more of <sighs> it's an inability to immerse yourself you don't yes, let yes. yourself get immersed yes, yeah inability to immerse yourself. and like for me i i, I will think like I'll, if something it seems like it is getting scary or too scary for like me to want to immerse myself to i'll start thinking silly thoughts or things that are outlandish to try and like pull myself away from it because it's i it's like how i would deal with it but sometimes i don't do it intentionally it's just like 
I can't even think of, of, of random thoughts, but stuff that, that pulls me out of it, that, that makes me in the same way that you're like, oh, that, that isn't real. I can see that. And like my, uh, minutely analyzing things in the film to pull yourself away from it. That like, that's what I do to do that. And a lot of people who don't enjoy horror. Why do we, and why do people enjoy horror? Actually, that's Honestly, a good question. As someone who enjoys horror, why? I think it's I think it's the adrenaline rush. I was going to say it might be just that like how people enjoy the, like eating the, super spicy food or jumping off a fucking cliff and it's like the, the it's sky the adrenaline dive. and I think it's the fight or flight that you get. Like I love horror games especially as you guys know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of my top horror games Outlast, Amnesia, old Amnesia games. Mm-hmm. Uh Cry of Fear is one that I actually was never able to complete. Because it, it's a difficult game too, but mm. like that's like a first person, first person. I think it, it, it was a mod originally. I think it's still it's a mod for Gmod. I think not Gmod. Uh, I don't know for an older for game. an older PC game on Steam or whatever. And I think just that that constant like something's happening or or like you know, the the i honestly think it's just the adrenaline and that fight or flight response that's mm-hmm. kind of, it's like euphoric almost yeah and i know that's I kind of a that. you know not healthy thing maybe no. but it, it itself like looking for that feeling i don't think is unhealthy but sometimes depending on what it is right. horror games it's fine in other aspects and other activities it can be Dangerous. I guess addicting to this extent yeah. that you will put yourself well, in Well, he hangs out in the psych center, too, so I mean, like... Well, see, and that, well that's another <laughs> thing, though. Like, it, it, it's... So, where where we live, we live on Long Island in uh, New York, United States, whatever. We have an abandoned... On the island, we have an abandoned uh, psychiatric uh, facility. KPPC. KPPC. It's a uh, very... It actually has its own Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. It's very well known. Which also, fun fact, is where our podcast logo... <laughs> photo was taken Actually, place. yes, yes. My fiance took a, a picture of, uh, of um, so the two of us went into the psych center and um, I invited my two co-hosts to join us, but they were too much pussies to come with me. Just to People let everyone know. killed there. We, we like, don't condone anybody going there. It is technically, you know, gated. You're not trespassing. Tra- it is trespassing. So we're not, we're not telling you to do that. My taxes pay for the maintenance of that park. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> There's asbestos there. I'm going to take all the asbestos. And literally, that's the only reason they can't take it down. I, I used to bartend, and one of the guys who was in charge of demoing that site told us, like, our hands are tied because there's so much asbestos in the building, they can't knock it down. I was I was talking to the uh, head of the Kings Park Chamber of Commerce, and he says that that's not really an issue anymore. He says it's just money at this point. That could be. Yeah. So I think originally, obviously, it was asbestos, but I think it, it's gotten to the point where it's like... They may have better um, techniques or yeah. technology to like mitigate that as an issue, but that probably costs money. Yeah, exactly. So it's just... Plus, you know, New York State, I love I love the state, but they need to get their shit together when it comes to like streamlining like the bureaucratic bullshit that they deal with. So that's another that's reason. That's any state, I hate to tell you. I know, but it's, it's horrible and here company. in New York. You know, I... Listen, Brian... <laughs> <laughs> as someone who works in finance there are literally companies have to literally separate their products into new york and non-new york Love so it. 
Anyways. I digress. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Back, back to horror. Um, that sounds like the bureaucracy is the bureaucracy terrifying. Is terrifying. <laughs> Capitalism, man. Um, the the rush of fear, I think, is just it's a, it's addictive. It really is. You know what was? I can see that. There was this. Um, oh God, I, I'm going to do it a disservice by not being able to remember the the name of it. But on YouTube, many years ago, there was this sort of YouTube series that uh, presented itself as like real, uh, not fa- I, mean, I don't know if found footage is the right term, but like that t- sort of like recorded events of things oh, like happening. Kind of like a paranormal activity yes. kind of. But it was all centered around like Slenderman. Oh shit, dude! If you guys remember that whole phenomenon, yeah. which I'm sure you, I'm sure you do. So here's what I never understood about Slenderman. Actually, you know what? Continue what you were saying. I just wanted to say that I, even though I don't like horror, I I enjoyed watching it because it it was fascinating, and there was that that element of of that that tension and then relief. And 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 the buildup and and the adrenaline that you kind of get a little bit from from that type of stuff, like oh shit, something's happening, and then you know you're safe from it. Just the rise and the fall and everything that goes with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's all. I just, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, it just no, that's, came to my you see, head. that's an interesting concept because is that why everyone lo- like not everyone, but why people like myself love the SCP Foundation? Could be. Cause that's that's a that's an interesting case SCP just just in general like this community sourced universe of or I guess multiverse depending on the SCP you're looking at. Uh, uh, <laughs> so for those who, for those who don't yeah. know, SCP is uh, the SCP Foundation is like this. Uh, it's a community built universe yeah. that like people contribute stories to and content to mm. it's moderated and everything um it's a very complicated open not open source uh creative commons crowdsource i guess you can crowdsourced um thing but it's very well put together and i don't know how to describe like each entry entry in the scp database is some creature or event of some kind and scp as a concept, secure, contain, protect. It's supposed to be this sort of pseudo-governmental secret agency that's supposed to identify, study, and contain, like... uh, Anomalies. Yeah, anomalous activity and creatures and stuff for the good of the world or whatever. Well, to keep mankind alive. Yeah, and so lots of these entries are intertwined and connected to each other, but have sections of these entries because it's all people writing stuff it'll say redacted or pulled out of here like oh you know we we witnessed scp 402 which which is probably an actual entry um writing in through state redacted and like it won't list an actual location so it it continues that suspense of disbelief that you kind of fill in a lot of the gaps yourself which i think is also a really good thing in storytelling and especially for horrors your imagination can can be just as scary, if not scarier, than anything you read. Yeah. And if you fill it in yourself, it can be really engaging. You'll typically, you'll typically catastrophize. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, it's the state of New York. <laughs> <laughs> 
you have a you have a one in fifty odds of it being your state, but it's definitely New York. <laughs> yeah, there's there's such an abundance of those kind of channels like on YouTube. Um, you know, you know like those fucking people that um they're like, oh, I called Megan D. Stallion at three a.m. Now she's gonna come break down my door with her ass cheeks and sit on me. Um, like you've seen those kind of videos, uh, right? Oh like, yeah, like uh, oh, like after after that like sounds like the first sentence of any video that like um Charlie you, would make. They all start the same way. No, no, <laughs> it, it's like a really overexcited guy. Like, what's up, guys? I'm gonna call Freddie Fazbear at three a.m. Yeah, don't try this. And yeah, then... and it, or it's like I, that, you see those a lot after like a famous person dies. Like, oh, I just called the uh, yeah Juice World. Like two days after he two died. days after, yeah, and it's like I never understood why people watch those. I know most of them are probably kids. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like sometimes it's morbid curiosity. Like, what what could this possibly be about? How could what what is this? What, what would they have possibly done in this video? Like, yeah. I know sometimes I've clicked on clickbaity stuff just to like, what the fuck could this be? Yeah. Um, in reference to the 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 series I mentioned before. It didn't. It wasn't presented again. It was presented to be like real. Like it wasn't the Slenderman um, one. Yeah, it wasn't like oh, this is a video series that we're doing. Like oh, this is like actual footage that we found. So it it kind of you know fed into the the fear. It's like oh, maybe this is real. You know, it's not real, but it 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 gives it that suspension. It of disbelief. could be. Yeah, yeah. It, you, don't you, know, know. you don't know. You don't know. And that's why I think that's why you know throughout human history legends and myths existed so you know the Loch Ness Monster Chupacabra you know shit like that mm-hmm. and it's passed down generation after generation after generation Bigfoot even <laughs> big, yeah Bigfoot um, I, I'll admit I do sometimes get a little spooked at 3am you mean like in your like, room yeah no even in my room like sometimes um, I used to hate before my brother got his own air conditioning. I had to like leave my door open at night because I had an AC and he didn't, so I had oh. to let the air out. And even as a grown, you know, twenty-something-year-old man, I used to fucking hate like leaving the door open at night. I always close my bedroom door. Mm. I always do. It's just, it's just me. I also do. I actually find it really uncomfortable to like have my door completely open and I'm sleeping. I hate leaving it open. Maybe it's psychological, but like, because I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. So realistically, if something was going to open my door and come in, I probably would sleep through it anyways. <laughs> but it's just that one extra barrier, <laughs> something yeah. in between That's me why... and whatever's out in the hallway. <laughs> That's makes why me there, feel better. there's a sense of comfort as well. That's why, you know, it's a meme, but, you know, the monster's not going to get me when I have the blanket over me. <laughs> okay. You know? I've okay. had I've had situations like that. Yeah, I, I like, like I oh there's, maybe there's something there. If I just don't look at it and I stare at the wall right here. Yeah, no, you guys want to stay. You guys want to stay awake all night. Can't I, do it. Do I it. no, this actually scared me once. I heard a uh, you guys know Ian, right? Yeah, his yeah. sister uh, Sarah sent me a creepy pasta once of um, this creature, and I love creepy the guy the guy's in his room at night. It's pitch black, and he's spooked. He hears something, and. He freaks out, so he switches the light on. Yeah, you switch the light on, you can see everything around you. He's like, you feel safe. And he switches the light on, and the creature goes, oh, I never would have been able to find, find you with you. the yeah, lights yeah, yeah. off. <laughs> Thank you. I've seen that one. I've and I was like, that. no, no, no. I've seen that one. Don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, I want everyone who's listening, pause the, pause, the, pause the podcast if you're not driving or in the shower or something. And look up 
Just go on Google and type in smile.exe. Oh, God. Justin, do it. I don't know that one, so this is going to be... No, 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 it's me. not one. It's a con- It's a thing. It's just a thing. Smile.exe. Smile. I think I know that. <laughs> my fucking... My Little Pony is the first thing that showed up. That's not good. Are you in Bing or Google? Bing. Go on Google. Go on Norton to save search. But I'm not going to get my points. I'm fucking Norton save search. No. <laughs> we got to go to S. Jeeves. <laughs> what is it? Smile.exe? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Smile.jpg. Sorry. There is a smile.exe. Smile.jpg. J- JPEG. Know your meme. Should I? No, oh, just, just smile.jpg. Should yeah. I just do it? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I've seen this one. <sighs> it's really uncomfortable to look at. Smile.jpg, not smile.exe. Just smile.jpg. It's Fido. Uh, it's Fido. Yeah. Smile.jpg, JPG. And just go to Google Images or Bing Images or whatever the fuck you use. Why are teeth scary? It's not te- It's not teeth. No, it's fucking teeth. No, I know it's teeth. Why are but eyes it, scary? If it was a person with those teeth, would you still be as scared? Yes. Yeah, 100%. I don't know about that. Anything about that face I don't know about is that. terrifying. It's, so I'm going to I'm gonna describe... You know Curtain. why? Because nobody nobody smiles with their bottom teeth. If if somebody smiles with their bottom teeth, yes, that's terrifying. <laughs> You're a th- I, I deem you as a threat if you smile with your bottom teeth. I love doing the Pennywise smile like <laughs> That's so terrifying. That is a little uncomfortable. They're both. Oh, you have a touchscreen so, laptop. Look at that. Yeah, it's a, it's a surface. That's crazy. I have a touchscreen tablet and a non-touchscreen laptop. Well, that's what happens when you're in the Apple ecosystem. You know, it's horror. Fucking Apple. Well, so I just want to describe this image because people may not want to look this up immediately. It's a picture, a dar- darker, blurry picture of a it's husky. Like a, it's a deep fried meme. Yeah, sort of that, that sort of really jpegged photo of a husky staring at the camera with these sort of really small pupils angry eyebrowed um and and like human teeth that are kind of imperfect that has like a really big smile and then you see a hand on the on the left side and it's like there's like a window with with blinds behind it it went all like sort of in the dark and it like the flash lit it up you know and it's just it's really uncomfortable to look at but like why what about it makes what makes this it's the fucking teeth. weird I'm i think telling it's the teeth and the, the eyes teeth. because if you look at things that oh i just thought of something really good if you look at things that have like really tiny pupils usually what when something a creature has small pupils it's something that is like acutely focused i think i, I some it's like a type of response you know to stuff and so Seeing that, but like exacerbated, I always get like sort of monstery, unnatural vibes. Well, I think I, like dogs that. smile all the time, and it's adorable. They do not smile with their teeth. That's true. You see, the dogs they usually smile just with have their a teeth, wide like open snarled. mouth. You know something. I think. Wrong. I think that too. So I know. Um, YouTuber Vsauce did a whole, I think, couple hour uh, video on what is scary, what is scary, or what is fear, and. I think a good a good aspect of that video he he dove a lot like deep into a lot of the psychological aspects of it but one thing that really stuck with me is like an evolutionary response like fear is good because yes. you know 
We're afraid of animals. We're afraid of yeah, not animals. Snakes, snakes, spiders, spiders, something that's venomous or whatever. But when there's no clear and present danger, why are we still? Why are we still like creeped out? Or it's yeah, it's it's still biologically part of us. Well, everything's biological. No, no, but no, I'm serious. Like it's it goes into. Well, the, think like of, fear of abandonment is is a primal instinct too. Absolutely, it's all a part of the sympathetic parasympathetic nervous systems. All if you break down, you know, your fight or flight response into those two categories, it's it's something that we used when we were primal to survive as a survival instinct. That is still our body still functions that way. So it's still even if. Maybe you know you're you might not die in the next mm-hmm. ten seconds, but like if I see a bee, I'm terrified of bees. I'm terrified of bees. I think I have a phobia. Genuinely, hmm. um, I'm afraid of mushrooms. My first thing, the I freak out. I have so much envy for the people that can stand still when a bee is present. I can't do it. I freak out, and I and I, and I my immediate response is to get as far fucking away as possible. I can. I have two things. One, I have a very similar response with spiders. Like I'll see it in the corner, or something really crawly, like a like a spider cricket, or something, something with more than four yeah, legs. With, with significant <laughs> amounts of legs. Um, and and not that I'll like scream and go on top of a chair with one tiptoe, but like I get I, I get these like convulsions. Like I just I can't. I get so uncomfortable. I get feelings on my skin. It's probably a phobia. Like legit. At, at at that point, if I'm getting feelings like that, it's probably a phobia. I I can't. I just have to look away or or just get the biggest thing I can and and throw it at it. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but you will never ever see me sit at a picnic bench. Normally, a picnic bench. A picnic bench. I will yeah. never sit like at a picnic bench table. normally because where do bees go? Well, you're thinking of carpenter bees. Open, open. No, no, no. Not just the wood, but they they're attracted to food. So if there's food or soda or, or like, whatever or like on a the garbage bench, can near oh, the bed yeah. okay. or food or garbage cans, whatever. Where do they end up? Near the bench, and that is too long for me to try to wiggle my way, my legs out of the bench for me to get away. <laughs> so I will either sit on the edge or I will sit backwards oh. Oh, so that I about- can sprint away. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the tables that have like the long benches on the sides, yeah, right? Yeah, like a cafeteria table. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I meant. Okay. So the other thing, I just, one thing I want to mention is um, all these fear responses and instincts when developed, you know, over hundreds of thousands of years, we didn't, there was no way that a creature like us could view things without them, without seeing them in real time. If I saw, if I'm seeing something, you know, it was it was real. It was there. There wasn't a concept of like a screen or a, or a hologram or or fake imagery to to that would that would be you know deceiving your eyes. If I saw it, it was there. And so you have all those developed instincts and sympathetic and parasympathetic responses mm-hmm. that are very much still there, and they haven't you know adapted to to something like a virtual screen. All I'm seeing is pixels in a certain color, and they just emulate an image. My my brainstem doesn't know that. Uh, Do you but, think we'll ever get to that point? Um, maybe. Um, you you know, I I think that something my brainstem does know and does recognize is, um, that it is a time 
for an ad break. And here is a word <laughs> from our sponsor. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, you know, we'll I be right back. Say fucking parasympathetic, sympathetic is seven times fast. <laughs> And then I realized I did. So. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Wait, wait what? <laughs> he goes, he goes, wait, who refilled my cup? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, you stole my water. <laughs> so we have a, we have a. I have a, a spooky photo that we want to show you. Um, so please go online. Start typing in look the URL. JPEG.op.og.exe. Wait, what? actually? I... Yeah, that's what we're going to label what? it as. <laughs> <laughs> so jpeg.awp.og.exe. .ogg. Og. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we'll have a QR code. No, so, so. <laughs> well, it, it'll be included in the companion Braille tablet for the podcast episode. If, wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, if somebody needs a Braille tablet to look some, a picture. Oh, wait. <laughs> I forget browsers for blind people, not deaf people. How do you you compress an image into two separate audio files and one folder? Do you understand the concept of a computer? No. (laughs) We know that. You use a MacBook. (laughs) Who does all the work on this podcast? I do. So... So, so, um, so I have a question, actually, before you continue. All right, yeah, no, go um, for it. If sumo wrestlers, school teachers, and daycare parents all cheat, are we to assume that mankind is innately and universally corrupt? I'm I'm gonna burn every book in this house because I feel <laughs> like it's just it's doing. I'm I shudder to think what goes on when we're not here. <laughs> it's just corrupting you to the core. Why I want to kill myself. Anyways, uh, Justin, I think you had uh, you had a movie that you wanted to talk to us about. Yeah, is it a spooky ass movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Movie. Yes. Uh, It's so it's interesting. This movie is it interesting? Is it is so interesting? (laughs) I will. Goddamn interesting. Bill about. Uh, this movie is, I don't know, like the 50-something movie in the franchise. In the world? (laughs) No, no. This, so the movie is Shin Godzilla. And everybody knows Godzilla as a concept. If you haven't, then you haven't been born yet. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm actually more of a Mothra fan. I'm gonna need you to moth rat that fucking window right now. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Flying on a sunset. What does Virginia mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a bonus episode. <laughs> we'll just have a bunch of like fucking rednecks 
there there has been a lot of Godzilla movies. And it's funny because almost all of the movies have nothing to do with what the first movie represented. The first movie, 1954 Godzilla, Godzilla was a force of nature. He was an, a destructive, unfeeling, apathetic force of nature. That was a result of, I, I forget the particular premise, but I think of uh, nuclear testing or something along those lines. It's like, that's how he evolved from like, you know, fossil remains or something. Like radioactive all, yeah, like, like basically mankind messing with, with, uh, with nuclear stuff. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, this is 1954 Japan. So this is within literally a decade of when um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were unfortunately um blasted by <laughs> nuclear devices that's really that's really portrait you, you, you tried to be really tactful <laughs> about it and you made it so much worse um <laughs> just so hate crime aside so, so that was very much still in the public's mind you know the the, the country <laughs> The this topic is very much not comedic. We just have deeply rooted issues. <laughs> My sense of humor is fucking broken. I'm sorry. Uh, it was very much still in the public's mind, and so this movie was sort of a response to that. Of this is the kind of destruction that you get when you mess with this kind of um, technology and these the, these things. Nuclear, in this case, <clears throat> and. Um, the every subsequent movie of Godzilla, like there were all basically B tier fighting movies of like Godzilla being a good guy fighting off other creatures that like invade the planet or come about or whatever. And so that's how most people I think view him as he's just like, like, you know, maybe he'll step on a skyscraper or two and then he'll go fight the actual bad guy. Right. <clears throat> uh, Shin Godzilla is very much an homage to the original Godzilla movie. Um, where he is a fearful, terrifying, fear-mongering construct of humanity and humanity's uh, poor decisions. Uh, he, in the movie, takes on a couple stages. I'm, I'm not going to try and, like, summarize the entire movie, but Godzilla goes through, like, a metamorphosis of going through different stages, and you see him in different forms, and he becomes more and more physically terrifying. He is, like, the scariest version of Godzilla. He actually looks really unnerving and unnatural and and scary i think and the movie does a great job of just showing the the level of destruction that he can cause when did this one come out 2016 it was oh, i think wow. it was a japan okay. only release yeah i just there, looked it up <clears throat> there 2016 may be japan only yeah there there may be like dubs and stuff but i just recommend just watching with subtitles if you're if you're interested it's a critique on um on a couple things You'll also see a lot of Japan's like bureaucracy kind of play into the movie and how that's like affecting their re governmental response. And it's a very interesting movie and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it was I, I wasn't like scared, like shaking in my boots, you know, or jump scares and stuff from that kind of a movie. But just seeing him on screen and just and and it's more awe. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just like shock and awe kind of uh, kind of fear and 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 just the un like th this is a creature that comes from just like the unknown like there's nothing like him he doesn't act like anything he doesn't look like anything he's 
and, and he's resistant to everything. It's just you don't know how are they going to overcome this as well. Like that, there's nothing works on him. He's like an indestructible thing that just adapts to everything. Um, also, his face happens to open like Predator in this particular movie. Oh, that's yeah, good. yeah, really, really unnerving. Um, and I just want everybody to watch it. And it was a no, movie that gonna, is not... We're going to have a session, the three of us. I would love to watch this with you Maybe guys. But it's not a horror movie. That's but fine. it definitely has what I would consider like horror elements, especially in his general design that's, of a, of a that's character. That's like a very real phenomenon. Like the, the concept of being in awe of something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like there's that standard trope of people in movies that are like about to be killed by something that they could quote unquote easily avoid. But they just kind of stand there. And they stare at it like deer like in headlights. headlights. Yeah, that's re- that's real. That's a hundred percent. I just spent last week in um, in DC, and I saw the Washington Monument up close for the first time. And you see it all the time in TV and in movies. You don't really get a, a, a raw sense of how fucking massive it is until you're right in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just staring up at it like, holy fucking shit! That's yeah. Big fucking statue. Um, and that scene um, in Spider-Man Homecoming where he's climbing the Washington Monument and he has to, he stops at the top because he's like terrified. He's a fucking, you know, Teenager. 15-year-old kid who's never done anything in his life. And she's like, why did you stop? Karen goes, why did you stop? And uh, he says, I've just never been this high up before. Yeah. And in the movie, it's like, it, it doesn't look like he's that high up. But when I saw it, I was like, wow. Especially no. with wow. nothing. You're not it. like right next to another building you can just like jump off to. It's I like get it's it now. in its own zone, yeah. It's that's a, that's another thing when it, when it comes to like what you're saying, the shock and awe is real. Um humans have a tendency to just freeze. And what like if I saw a creature with a foot the size of Levittown, I wouldn't even know <laughs> how to process that. I just would just sit there and die. Like, um, I don't know. It's, um, one thing that I can, the, the, when you said shock and awe, it made me think of the war movies, both real and, you know, fantasy or fiction, Mm -hmm. but a movie like Dunkirk 1918 or 1917, 1917, 1917, Dunkirk, Saving Private Ryan, there are obviously, it's obviously based on real horrific events, but there's a sense of dread that comes to the audience because it's like, you're seeing raw reactions, you know, like different people responding to different things happening fear shock anger anger freezing you know even acceptance just like sitting there just this is it kind of thing and i think that in itself can be horrific like horrifying to know that like a person is i don't know i don't know how to describe it the, well, so like in those instances in movie in medium like that movies, even video games that have that represent the same kind of stuff, <clears throat> I think when a lot of people think of something that's fearful or horrifying, it's like something that's abnormal 
or or anomalous or something of that nature like a you know an alien a godzilla or whatever but it doesn't always have to be that way it can be something i i would argue that if it's something that is more realistic that can happen that and it's done well in, in some type of medium it could be even more scary because it's like this this is real or this or in the case of movies like that this happened like people can go through these absolutely deplorable experiences and that and or people did and 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 it, and it grounds it in a way that like oh wow that's oh, holy again. shit it could happen again it could happen to me it could happen yeah, exactly it's like this is real to an, to to an extent i'm at the beginning of this episode i i mentioned the movie twister um and now every so often maybe every 3 months or so i don't know why Maybe it's because it just pops up in my recommended on YouTube, but I will go down a rabbit hole of just watching tornado videos <laughs> on YouTube. I find them so fascinating now. Something that I used to be terrified of when I was a kid. Obviously, it's still scary. You never want to have to experience that, but I am just so fascinated by watching some of these videos. Just the raw power of Mother Nature. And like you were saying, it's real. It's not flashy special effects. It's not a movie. It's real. Mm -hmm. This can happen and does happen frequently. And there's and unfortunately for a lot of people, there's nothing they can do about it. Mm. That's that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. Um, you know, we just had Hurricane Ian um, uh, last month. It hit Florida and Fort Myer is gone. Mm -hmm. It is just gone. And I, I saw some videos of one of the ones that sticks out in my mind was a video from one of the hotel, uh, one of the hotels on the strip. Somebody was taking a video of the storm surge and there was an alarm playing in the background. And you see the storm surge is like up to the third or fourth floor of the building and it just pans out. And it's just ocean. Yeah. I, I just seamless transition from, okay, I'm staring at this hotel and he, now here's the ocean and it's at our front door. Yeah. Like that is scary to me. Mm -hmm. That was, that was powerful. Um, not, not to get like too serious or anything about, you know, the conversation, but like severe weather is, is only getting worse. Yeah. You know, because of climate change regardless of your beliefs or whatever um like it's getting worse mm -hmm. and every year we have to deal with you know these bigger and more severe storms and that's scary mm -hmm. it's scary not to repeat myself over and over again but like it can happen to Absolutely. anybody no matter where you are i think that only uh solidifies the strength of of what you feel if it even if it seems like you're stumbling over your words or you just re yeah, you're repeating the same stuff I, it's it is scary because yeah. it's true <laughs> i want to shift yeah go ahead to let's not uh, not to you know we 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 have this podcast to kind of not worry no no no, so, no 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 i didn't mean to not, take it no, into no, like no, a no, dark no, no, corner no. listen but... listen listen i want to say it's scary. It's fucked up. So I want to take a moment to shift. In the spirit of Halloween. In the spirit of Halloween. 
Stop. We already went over this. <laughs> I want to ask a question. How do you... We know how movies work. Especially now. Do we? Well, so we know, we know how... Avengers Endgame is real to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horror movie, Brian. <laughs> this is true. Um, so <laughs> the... No... The, the 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 world of the the genre of horror in in the film and TV landscape we spent a lot of time talking about that how do developers in video games kind of turn that up to the next level because there's there's another dimension that they have to you know you have to actually make decisions and interact so the fact that it's a video game itself is uh, is can be terrifying you're mm-hmm. you're the one controlling the player and thus the one experiencing the events rather than just watching it from a third and instead of yelling at the person for making a stupid decision you get to make that stupid decision <laughs> yeah yes. yeah jakey uh, nikki jakey has a really good video about this exact topic horror in video games um and he describes it really well where he says um, when you're watching a horror movie, you're kind of just staring at the screen, hoping that the main character doesn't just fucking keel over. Um, but when it's actually you placed in that scenario, it's not a set pathway. It's not going to play out the exact same way every single time, right? You put a movie on, you watch it 10 times, the same thing is going to happen 10 times in a row. You play a video game, you can fuck up. You might survive this encounter. You could screw it up and get yourself killed. So the, it, there's a, a much higher sense of danger, especially on subsequent playthroughs, when you know that it can still happen any number of ways. See, I agree with you to an extent because, like, I think of like like my number one horror game, Outlast Two. I know it wasn't like. A lot of people who are in love with the Outlast, like, cinematic universe, um, <laughs> they like the first one better than the second one. I was more partial to the second one because I, I, I tend, when it comes to any sort of horror, I, I like the religious themes. Um, I think you were just simping for Martha. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Marta. God, give me voice. God, got my hand. <laughs> Um, I was going somewhere. Now you fucking. Mommy, my oh, oh, but um, Outlast Two is relatively linear, so aren't they both? They both are. You don't really have a lot of freedom. It's so on the second playthrough. If you play a second time within the next couple of months or year or so, you're gonna you're gonna know what to do and how things are gonna pan out and how that characters. You know, how to stay safe and, and, and so on and so forth. Where I think you definitely hit the nail on the head, though, is now with the onset of games like uh, that Phantasmophobia. Uh, phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Yeah. Um, Dead by Daylight, where you have more complex AI and, and person react, uh, interactions. So Dead by Daylight... It's terrifying because there's a human element. You don't have no longer have the predictability of AI. You have some dickhead running around with an overpowered character. You point at me like you're the one who doesn't fuck with people. <laughs> I 
I fuck with them psychologically. Just because my build is broken doesn't make me any worse at the game. I want to... I'm... I... <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. But obviously, like, they're... Like, hell, even a game we've talked about very briefly before, Evolve. Mm. I always love playing the monster. Even though... Even though it wasn't, you know, the biggest, you know, best game in the world... I loved it because of the unpredictability of people playing as the monster. And people were always terrified when I was the monster, you know, because th- th- there is an aspect to it that's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, where, where games can kind of shine the most. Yeah, it's it's unpredictable. And you have to put in the effort to, like, survive or to get through the encounter. It's not just you watch. You're not on, well, in most games, you're not on a rails just just experiencing it you you have to do it and if and there's a chance that you will not do it correctly and you yeah. will die or fail or be dismembered or whatever it is um amnesia is a good one with that amnesia yeah you and oh god amnesia is a game that does like this sort of sense of i think powerlessness well like you cannot you have no Offensive ability, abilities. yeah, to do to do anything to the monster. You throw themselves. a chair at a monster to slow it down. Yes, you can't. Yeah, very you briefly. can't. You can't do that in Outlast. <laughs> <laughs> this the, the way you play Dead by Daylight is exactly the reason why the villains always lose in horror movies. Yeah, they spend too much time fucking with people psychologically. Yeah. just like like Chucky. He's a two foot doll. Just get in there and knock his goddamn block off. Like, See, but the thing is, he's small. He could fit in a lot of places. And like people who haven't seen him stab a small child, they think, "Oh no, it's just a little doll." You know? Okay, he's a little little Timmy's playing with his little doll. Maybe he left it on his corner. Okay, I go go to go get some eggs from the store now. I come yeah. back and it's like, oh, he's over there. Oh, I guess Timmy moved him. And then like thirty minutes later, oh wait, Timmy's dead. Timmy's dead. Okay, but what about what about the How ring? Move? What about the ring? He's a 13-year-old girl. Just fucking punt her down the stairs. <laughs> if you saw someone <laughs> with two-way elbows walking towards you, would you just After go coming and... out of a TV screen, I have would two, you just punch them? I have them? two-way fucking knees. <laughs> I got overdrive in these knees. <laughs> I got reverse forward and, and low gear. Um, do you guys have any? I know I'm obviously the the bigger horror fan, mm-hmm. but do you guys have any games that you you like? I did games? play Outlast One. Um, I think the scariest part of that game was um, the Doctor. Yeah, I forgot his name. I forgot his name too. The guy who cuts your fingers off. Yeah, that part of the game genuinely, I think, is the only part that actually like freaked me out. The a Wall bit. Rider didn't fuck you up. I don't know. Towards the end of the end of the game, I didn't actually beat it, so maybe oh. I didn't get that far. Okay, I might not have gotten that far, but where he just instead of opening the doors, he just. I think it was just like the uh, the unsettling nature of him always hunting me down. Yeah, ah, uh, the ever down. presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Tw- you got the twins. Uh, I'm trying know. to think. You know I what game actually freaked me out? Um, before I played it, uh, Psychonauts. <laughs> Psychonauts Psycho? kind of freaked me out. Um, not even the game itself. The trailer freaked me out when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't play it until last year. I tried it out or last this year? year. This year or this? There was last a new year. one that came. Remember. The Psychonauts 2 came, two came out, like, out yeah. this, like, this past year. 
I know our friend Alec is a really big fan of the original Psychonauts, so he was yes. thrilled about the second one. I just remember being like, again, for the same reason that Nightmare Before Christmas freaked me out. It was just, just it was weird. So, it was fucking odd. And I did just, I, the shapes of people, like the people are shapes <laughs> and they're not supposed to be. <laughs> That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I'm scared of rectangles, man. I am the milk The man. sides, they My can be all delicious. different and shit. I don't like it. I need I squares. Vertices. Squares are safe. <laughs> Any, anything with pie in it, no-go. That's a, a no-go zone. <laughs> but what about you, Justin? I don't, I don't think I've ever actually, maybe for more than like 10 minutes, played it. Any... Soma? No, the only thing I think I might have played is like one of the original Slender games where you collect like the eight yeah, notes. I love. I those. played that like once or twice, and there's a part. So in video games, I, I I think it it would do games justice if like in the moments where something like terrifying is happening, oh uh, something captured you and it's like chopping your limb off or or pulling your life force out, whatever it is, that it doesn't let you pause it. I think that would. It would, because there's so many instances that that I would just, nope, nope, and I walk away from the computer. Yeah, yeah. I can't deal with this. The slender game, um, where it's such a basic like you know, Unity game you make in 48 hours kind of thing. We're talking about the original slender game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Where he's kind of he's in blanking. the forest. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like that one little sort of concrete bathroom area. Yep. There's like a, a car somewhere. Yeah. Um. When he captures you, when he gets you, you like turn around slowly and he's there and he's like, you know, he's big. And and then it, it flashes like static and then him being like right in your face like a couple times and then it, and then it fades out. Like having pushing the player to face the fear and, and like like, you know, not just quickly um, like, dismissing I, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that that definitely amplifies it. Like, I, I can't just avoid it. I yeah. can't just avoid Or oh, I just got captured. All right, that's it. I have to face it. I have to see it, look it in the eye, and be like, fuck. That's why I think, I honestly think, that's where I think VR is going to really shine. Oh, because my God, dude. There, there's, like, VR horror. Phasmophobia supports VR. Does, does it? it really? I don't want to ever do it, but I, I kind of want to do it. Because... <laughs> I remember when VR started becoming like a thing, like when it started gaining popularity, Markiplier did a lot. Of, he did like a VR run of a game. Uh, I don't remember the game, but I do remember a specific scenario where he had, you know, he was on the VR headset and a jump scare gets him and he can't pause the game because he, he doesn't have the keyboard in front of him because he's, you know, right. Mm. So he does his Markiplier scream. But then he just keeps screaming because he's like, it won't go away. It won't go away. And he has, he like flings off the VR headset. I think I remember that. <laughs> VR is an interesting case because you all, not only do you have all the other elements that we talked about of, of video game horror and stuff, but the sense of depth and immersion. So one, because it's it's stereoscopic imaging and, and you have a sense of depth and, and double images and stuff. And so like if I took a took a baseball or you watch those videos of like like something an object coming really fast and you kind of flinch. I or someone like throws something right at your face and you flinch. Like that's such an autonomic response. You can't 
you it, it's so hard to override that and you pair that with something that's terrifying and it it you, you it, it's so it's so overwhelming um i found i bought ryan and i our friend ryan uh, he he had me buy this oh god i can't remember the name of the game it's a vr game that's sort of like a zombie horror shooter you have to go through waves and stuff but it's like super dark you get like a, a dim shitty flashlight on your gun they'll get like right up in your face in this dark like sewer environment and i i just i haven't i haven't had the nads to go and play it like if he if if someone's there with me i'm more okay because i have that that support right there it's, <laughs> but if i'm alone i didn't mean to point to you i didn't actually mean you oh. <laughs> no, okay it it, it I, Oh god, it's it's such a the feeling of it's there is is so hard to override. Like that's not something I can just think dumb thoughts like and, and have it go away. That paired with the headset closing you out of your actual environment. When you're looking at a computer screen playing a game, yeah. you see like oh there's my wall, there's my fiance there's my feet in the chair and everything else that goes oh, there's well Poke there's pokemon's feet i, I, I have <laughs> a <laughs> i have VR a closes you out oh wow vr foot porn interesting amaranth and vr anyways um <laughs> no i have a real world example for you yeah you know your little computer setup that you have in your basement yeah the little wall that you've rearranged like three times because you don't like that hallway behind you. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> built a wall specifically for that. Why don't you tell our audience about that a little bit? Um, just so, the the the, the yeah. psychological reason so, why you did that. Right now, where I sort of do work and stuff, my little office environment is technically like a big open space, um, in my first floor, uh, of my house, and I because I don't have a room to dedicate to like a little office space. So it's just in the corner of there and I'm facing a window, but behind me is a long hallway that goes to the other end of the house and has like several rooms that connect to it. And I, I could literally see from one end of the house to the other. And you know, those rooms aren't frequently used. You have like a laundry room and like a storage room and shit. So they're often dim or not lit. And I was uncomfortable enough with the fact that I have this just deep chasm behind <laughs> me that I bought like a big three-walled partition from Ikea and set it up so that it blocks <laughs> all of that and I can have my little safe space where I don't have to think about the void. <laughs> it is sick though. It's very cozy in there. Well, it, I it, hate to burst your bubble, but if anything, you just kind of trapped yourself in a corner. So really that, just something could sneak up on you now and you would have no way of knowing and then you're just kind of stuck in there. There's a window in front of me. Uh, you're going to climb over your computer no, and your bonsai tree. And... Just <laughs> straight there. <laughs> um, yeah, like Call of Duty, you just... <laughs> dolphin dive through the wind, through like three panes of glass, have my face be in three separate places on the crowd. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm... My brain says fuck you all the time to me and I hate it. Because if I was you in that exact same situation, I would do the same thing. I would put the wall up, but then instead of thinking, oh, okay, now I'm in my little safe space here, my eyes would then just shift to the corner of the partition and being like, someone's going to pop around the corner. <laughs> in in that case, I, I practice the art of object impermanence, where like if I can't see it, it's not going to hurt me. <laughs> 
is amazing. Do you guys remember the Grim Rapper and Ninja Boy? Grim Rapper and Ninja Boy. So obscure on you. Um, How about Salad Fingers? Oh, fuck. Is that scary? Is that horror? That's just super fucking uncomfortable. Well, I think unsettling is is a subcategory or or a necessity of horror. Yeah, I I could see it. Because, like, think of, like, Courage Cowardly Dog. Yeah, you know, some of the shit on that show, I don't know how that was rated for, like, (laughs) seven-year-olds. Return the slab! That scared me, actually. That scared me. Absolutely. And then, uh, and I didn't see it until I was, like, 19, and it scared me. And then, uh, Justin. Sorry, I'm trying to get in the mood. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. (laughs) (laughs) He's deconstructing it. (laughs) That's how I deal with stuff. I just... I just, just rip, fart on it. I just rip ass. It's a self-defense mechanism. He just, just fucking farts <laughs> like an armadillo. Jesus Christ. Jack just broke. <laughs> he like short-circuited something. <laughs> um, oh. I hate that. I have other. I have. There's some other like games that I have yeah. written down. You know, if you guys let's go through interested. the list. Okay, okay. We got Halo with the flood. Halo with the I don't flood. Think we mentioned that. I think okay. we have to mention Halo in almost every. Episode. Absolutely. So hi, David. Um, <laughs> when I when I when I first um, played Halo, I was eight years old. I think my father and I like I watched my father play it. I should say, and then that's you know over the years I played it, and then. Um, I remember my friend Zach at the time, we were like going through that one mission where the flood starts getting introduced to you, right? And there's a lot of empty space in that in that mission, like between your last fight and when the flood gets introduced. You're going through a lot of empty hallways and whatnot, and then a lot of dead bodies, a lot of blood everywhere, and you're like, what the fuck happened here? I didn't do that. It slowly introduces yeah, like the I didn't put those bodies there. the consequences of like the the flood, yeah. but not the flood itself. It's like this is what's happened yeah. to everybody. And then and then the marine with the pistol shooting at you because he's like terrified of what the fuck was just happening, and you're just so confused. You're like like being a a little kid. You're confused more than anything. But at least right. in my case, I was like even 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 older. You're like if you have no experience, you're like what would have done this right you didn't see anything before up until that point in the right. game and you can even look at like if you go on youtube you can pull up like people's first reactions like they play halo ce for the first time and they get to this mission and then they get introduced to the flood and it's like pure terror in a sense because it's like you're introduced to, first the build-up just like i was saying before a roller coaster going up 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 and you have no idea when the top is. <sighs> just write down. Yeah. You can't... I mean, you could just have thrown them at the player. And they'd be like, oh, wow, uh, that's kind of fucking weird and a little scary. But it wouldn't have had as much impact, you know, seeing how they affected the world around you slowly. And you're building in your head your own ideas of, like, what could this have been? And, again, your own imagination fuels a lot of you know your fear of something and that absolutely feeds into the final you know revealing of like the flood and Mm. and then everything that happens into preface 
if you haven't played Halo and you're listening to this, the Flood Halo first person shooter we've talked about it a lot. The Flood is a sort of it's a parasite, parasite that takes over a host, you know, a, a human or an alien. Um, sort of puts them in a zombie like state where they have growths on them and they're and they have these weird like barbed um, tentacles and they're all controlled by a by a kind of hive mind and so they all typically swarm at the player like all at once and it's yeah yeah well the scariest thing about the flood is that <clears throat> it's a zombie apocalypse on drugs but imagine if every zombie that ate someone absorbed all of their knowledge and power and power oh yes. yeah well, and like double their strength yeah but but i think that that mission in particular really its biggest strength is that it plays off of just human nature um especially in a game like halo where the first five missions you are very powerful it's very bombastic it's loud it's exciting um you have all your marines are with you for like every single mission up until that point um and they're all kind of like throwing banter off each other they sound like the boys playing co-op yeah. like hey mate that was mine you stole my kill oh that was me my bad like it's really so funny right, 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 and right. then all of a sudden it gets serious tone change tone change sudden that's, tone change that's very true and and to somebody like master chief who's like dead emotion wise it that meant nothing to him right he he was fine you know did generally as a soldier it was probably off-putting it was something he wasn't expecting but he wasn't he didn't lose his cool he didn't lose it. he he had his he had his com- he he never loses his composure usually um but to the player they know bungie knew that the person underneath that suit is still a human yeah and is going to freak the fuck out if you play with them that way so you're right. If they had just dro- if they had dropped you into the mission and right out the get go you were being attacked by a new enemy, a flood. Like say they cut out the first half of that mission and it just dropped you into the room where you got hit by wave after wave of the flood. It would almost feel like one of those arcade shooters, mm-hmm. like an arcade cabinet. Probably it'd be, it'd be like Dead Ops arcade. Right. It w- it would be like a first person shooter on rails, um, trying to get through everything as quickly as possible. Yeah. There'd be no build up no tension I no agree. stakes um but they knew that there's a human underneath that suit and even if he's not in the game he's holding the controller you build tension like a spring continues to pull and you feel the stress and the stress and the stress so you feel it in like a soundtrack you know where it's like a slowly rising like continuous violin and it's just like building it's building it's building and then some point there is a release a showing a seeing of what's going to happen or something happens to you and it's that's a lot of pent-up energy and tension that just gets you you can't just can't just throw a slinky at somebody i mean you can but that's just it's kind of mean it's just kind of <laughs> mildly inconvenient rude what are the games what else you got, got on the list? list yeah um i put breath of the wild Oh yeah. Honestly, some of the, the 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 two things I thought of that that actually kind of made me on edge were, and this can kind of apply to a lot of games. The In, horses. The horses. The horses. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear of horseshoes. 
Um, no, it's it, when I was in certain areas where there were like really large enemies, particularly like sen- um, not sentinels, uh, li- li- the Lionels. Lionels. I would be so fucking on edge, like fearful that they would see me, or like you'd see the little their little tick, like they notice the- you, and I'm like, oh shit, fuck, 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 and I gotta like run, and I, I would be afraid to just even enter the area and like. You know, just some people will just rush in and be like, ah, no, it's fine, whatever. I die. It's like a video game, whatever. But if you're immersing if you're, yourself, yeah, exactly. You 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 build that fear within you, like that, and that's a lot of like player generated stuff. Absolutely. But you set the environment up right, and that that will happen if you allow it to happen. You know what? I think that might be a good way to probably look at that. Is the Lionels are extremely intelligent, and they're very they're fantastic soldiers. Mm. So. Compare that with every other enemy in the game. The hobgoblins. The hobgoblins. They're hard enemies sometimes, but they're stupid and doofy. doofy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The fucking moblins throw the hobgoblins at not hobgoblins. Hobokins. Yeah. Thinking of Halo Infinite. But these guys are like what? Dwayne the Rock Johnson turned into a monster. No, no, that that happens in Breath of the Wild too. Does it? It does. But I so I think the Lionels are kind of like a snap back to reality in a sense where like I don't know if you ever did this if you approached a Lionel and it noticed you he would just stand there and look at you I don't like that and and he would I, I acknowledge your presence I acknowledge your presence and he wouldn't he wouldn't turn away sometimes he'll draw a weapon but he won't rush you sometimes if he had a bow he would take the bow and kill you. <laughs> Like ten, 10 seconds later, like you get comes yeah. up and like, where did you, where did like first time hey, you least, missed? Where you did you stupid shoot? idiot? <laughs> yeah, I'm down here. Yeah, I thought it was a uh-huh. bug at first when that first <laughs> happened to me, and I'm like, oh shit. But they kind of like taunt you, or they're ready, they're okay, mm. and they're they're kind of like giving you it out. They're like, you don't want to do this, and and sometimes you don't. Yeah, it's I mean it. More, a sense of I think that gives a little more I don't know if realism would be the right word but it's like it's not just something that sees you oh come at you okay I gotta kill it it's natural it's a little more yeah a little more natural a little more in, intelligent some a, a creature that's intelligent I think is far more terrifying than just some random zombie yeah you know something that that is smart that can think that could outsmart you mm-hmm. or out, out, out do you in technique and skill i don't know man zombies are pretty fucking scary i don't know is chess ai <laughs> outsmart you every time the other thing is the end of uh, um uh ganon in the in like the, the final boss that ganon you find him where he's like this the fucking pig no not the pig when he's in like the sort of scorpion like this just amalgam monster thing i thought well like jesus christ this is a kid's game <laughs> this is terrifying like it was just it was sort of that shock and awe, yeah. shock and awe moment of wow holy fucking shit it, it, it no, I, I just believe was it. unexpected yeah. too ganondoof scares me every time i load up smash you know i think that's where <laughs> that's intentional <laughs> i think that's where so from software i talk about them a lot because i love their games but I think that's where, while a lot of the discussion around the From Software games comes into like the oppressive gameplay and atmospheres, I think it's also that shock and awe of every enemy, every boss is unique, but also some of them are are really like absolutely fucking like horrific. Almost everything in those games are like 
are are to be feared. Yes, you know Which everything is, is to be feared. Any of the From Software games, oh, yeah. like Dark Souls, Souls. Souls, um, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, right, right. Like Blood in Elden Ring, spoiler, Rikard, the Lord the, of Blasphemy, the Lord of Blasphemy. I beat the snake, and I'm like, okay, what's phase two going to be? I was genuinely so terrified that I was not able to move my character while I was watching him just fucking destroy me. <laughs> that was that was a very yeah, it was such an awe awe moment, awe inspiring in a terrifying way mm-hmm. moment. Just the scene and the scale and the transformation and, and we're not even transforming he grows arms and legs they literally it like you know it it severs open like the portions of the snake and like arms come out but you see all the arms of everything that he like ate yeah just like reaching prying for life outside of a fucking guts of a snake that's like that's ugh. yeah holy shit and then oh, oh god i don't even uh, play elder ring it's pretty fun it's a fantastic <laughs> game it really is you Honestly, gotta, I wish I could play it again you, without any memory it. of it. You beat it, my ass. I beat it. You still need to beat the Elden Beast. I beat... Radagon? What's his name? Radagon. Of the Fallen Order? Huh? We're talking about Elden Ring. Ronald McDonald. Radagon. Radagast the Brown. Rada rada. Um, <laughs> um, did you have any other games on your list? Um, the only thing I was going to mention was Outer Wilds because that's also a so, game I employ. Let me ask of. you this then. I guess you know. Let's let's end it on Outer Wilds. Okay. In the discussion around existential fear, I had one other thing I wanted to close on after that. Okay, but obviously we've all watched Kurtz Kazat videos on YouTube, right? Yeah. And we get this existential fear. Chris Kazat, again, preface. In a nutshell, they make very high-quality, short, condensed explanations of um, various scientific topics. Mm -hmm. And they they tend to have a lot of philosophy injected and, like, existence and free Mm -hmm. will and stuff like that. Well, whatever. But I feel like Outer Wilds can kind of bring you into a scale of the universe existential crisis yeah it's the game so there is that there there is this sense of of vastness you get when you start the game and if you haven't seen previous episode where i know i've talked i talked about it more at length you're alien on a home planet your goal is to kind of like explore around in a in a spaceship and you can explore the solar system that you live in uh, at will in any and you could just launch off your planet and go go to the, anything no loading screens no anything yes just no my my favorite pastime is listening to that episode at half speed listening to you describe the game cuz you go like <laughs> before i start talking <laughs> over myself <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to do that it's now. It's so much fun. He sounds like he's wasted. <laughs> the, he always does. <laughs> when you 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 get out of your planet, like the first time you launch up and you kind of get a 
uh, start to gain your bearings on where you can go and how far everything is and and the sense of nothingness around you there's no there's no um person in the game that you can like call for help there's no like i could just teleport to like a docking station or or anything like that there's no reinforcements you are alone completely utterly alone in a vast solar system and universe just riding through it and like that feeling alone is such is just this really uncomfortable feeling to be just alone in the void of space i don't think there's really anything like it that i can describe and i think that game captures it in in a in a really great way because you know on on planet earth where we live <laughs> if there's not really a lot of places <coughs> bless you Sorry. or environments that you can ex that you can go to to experience like a true sense of of isolation and and loneliness in a vast environment that's like you know you live in a house you go to a city you live in a town it's like you don't ever get that kind of feeling and it's it's scary it's really uncomfortable and scary to just know there is nothing there is no one i don't know go to rural america i mean go to the rust belt <laughs> maybe it's different there but <laughs> I, I, there's I a ground. Not... I can touch ground there yes, still. Yes, yes, yes. Here, yes. touch grass. Here, you know, there there were some situations in the game where like I got out of my ship and went to do something and like my ship got fucked or like got launched off or hit and it was away and I was like in my jetpack and with my limited amount of oxygen and fuel and my little thrusters on my on the back of me. That's all. Just kind of I got to get somewhere. It just kind of sits in that like, oh wow. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna die. Yeah, it's that slow. <laughs> no, really, it's that slow realization that like I there's nothing there's, I can do to fix this. And I, yeah, I can see maybe like my planet, you know, twenty, thirty, forty kilometers away, uh, uh, in the solar system. I can't get there. I will slowly asphyxiate until I until I have either no fuel and start using oxygen as fuel, or I just sit here and take it in. And maybe I'll, I'll I can try and do something. Maybe I'm on a planet. I'll explore while I can. But that's it. It's just this weird acceptance that almost that you get. Yeah, yeah. Experience that you have. There's almost a calmness too. Sometimes that you get you get playing that game. It's a really interesting game. There's not a lot. Of, I have to try no it games again. I've ever played. I know like it's it. not on Game Pass anymore, but I gotta try it again. Oh my god! I'll fucking buy it for you, dude. It's yeah, so good. buy it for me. <sighs> Gift it to me on Steam. Yeah, for for Christmas you gotta wait. <laughs> I'm about to buy your PlayStation. It's not like you don't have money. I got bills. Dude's unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will pay out soon. I'll get my Taco Bell. My cheesy gordita crunch with the amount of money we've made I just had here. one of those for dinner. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> uh, anything else that you guys want to say to you? Yes. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Outside of games or movies or TV, just in life... In general, when have you both experienced true fear and what did it feel like? Ooh, that's a good one. So like for me, when I'm genuinely terrified, not like over exaggerating or, you know, or a little uncomfortable, a little uncomfortable, like genuinely, I feel like I'm threatened. Like I don't scream. I actually get really quiet and my body does this weird, I'll feel the tension run almost all the way up my spine 
and I, I'm about to do it, but nobody's going to see it, but you guys will. And I'll, it, it'll kind of look like this, like, like it's a, and it's, no sound will come out. I'll just kind of be like, it's like, like someone taking a, a like a, a bottle of sauce and like squeezing it upward. It's just like the tension of. builds up into you. It's like my body getting itself ready to like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? You got to make a split second decision. Um, and I think like, and I've only felt it a, a handful of times that I can recall. One of them was kind of stupid. Um, it was like maybe like two, three o'clock in the morning. I was in my house and I had headphones on. I was just like listening to music. I figured everybody else was asleep. And I think one of my family members was in the bathroom or something. And I was coming up the stairs. Again, still had the headphones on, so I couldn't really hear anything. The person came out of the bathroom and I turned around and I think it was my dad in like a white like sweatshirt or whatever, not a sweatshirt, um, undershirt. And I just saw like a white figure approaching me like two feet away from me. And I was just like, <laughs> so stupid, so stupid. But I, I felt that. Like you lo locked in place just like. Yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. Um, that's not, that's not, that it is. The only other time I think was uh, I watched The Conjuring. There was a that certain was a, scene in that movie that that, that, that actually made me feel that. I have not seen that. Maybe I'll have to watch that. Conjuring is a good horror if you're able to. So that's that's like one of those movies where, kind of like I was saying before, if you let yourself get immersed, that is the movie that is easier to be immersed in and it, and be like on edge i think the the two times i can think of where i was like that fearful one of them is more of a retrospective fear where like i experienced something and i didn't really like fully grasp it in the moment like what could have happened and then like later on i'm realizing and i'm like oh i could have died kind of thing one was when i was working under my car um and and like the like the dumbass i am i don't have jack stands so i just had two two jacks and you, know, you crank up and you lift the back of the car and i was like pulling at something shaking something i was under it you know on like one of the roller things and and i i kind of shove up uh, like the exhaust or something a bit hard and i saw the jack sort of lean like 10 or 15 degrees like it's pretty significant oh my God. and then it like waddled back into place and i was like oh fuck wow and i just went about my business and like a week later it like really set in that if that had fallen over i there's a decent chance i would have just fucking died and that like it just set it took so long to set in like the degree to and i was just like yeah i i didn't even i'm like making faces but i know you can't see but i just i don't even yeah. know how to explain the feeling of like wow it's i guess it's almost like you know you almost slipped off the edge of a bridge like you could have just fucking plummeted 200 feet and sometimes that doesn't set it in the moment but you feel like wow <sighs> yeah if, if one variable was off like... yes the other moment was um i was i don't think i was sleeping it was like really late at night and I was like getting into bed. I was just like sitting in my bed for a while. And then out of the blue, I start hearing this like, ah, ah, ah. and I'm like, what 
the fuck is that noise? And I'm just yeah. like li- sitting there listening. Uh, like just intermittent, just like really distant sort of what sounded like a person. And it's like, is that outside? I open my window. No, there's nothing out there. It's just wind. I open the other window because I'm on like the corner of my house. Nothing there. Okay. And like I open my door and I'm hearing it like louder. Uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I'm scared, actually. <laughs> and and I start walking through my hallway and I hear it like get a little bit louder. Was it Katie? No, no. I hear it and I notice that like it's coming from my mom's room and like the door is closed so I can't immediately see it. But I hear like, ah, ah. And so I open the door. And luckily, nobody was being mutilated. But she, what, which was happening, she, she was actually like kind of really lightly screaming, like that loud, ah, but in her sleep, like from a dream, like she was like oh, sleep shit, speaking right. or whatever you'd call it that. Sleep and talking. I was like, ma, ma, ma. And then she woke up. She's like, ah, ah. And she was like being like chased in a dream or something like that. And she was like screaming in the dream. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, a solid 10 no. minutes of just listening to someone like a distant scream every intermittent. That's like, that's, that's terrifying. No, that's no joke. I just remembered my dad does that too. Every so often he has like night terrors sometimes. Mm-hmm. And thankfully my mom's usually there to like calm him down. But sometimes I'll just be up at night and in the dead of night, I'll just hear, and he's loud about it too. It's not like a distant scream. It's more like, ah, ah. And and it's 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 bone chilling. It's actually bone chilling when I hear it, and it oh, gives me that yeah that that yeah. feeling I talked about. I hell oh, I hate it. <laughs> That's terrifying. Do you have anything you? before we close out, Jack? Jack fears nothing. No, my fears are just so ingrained. Like no, like no, not even. You like like um everything. I'm just. What's the word? I'm a, I I have such as I, I said before as a joke, not as a joke. Well, I was joking. I was being lighthearted about it. I'm medicated right. for for a lot of you know my anxiety and stuff right. like that. So a lot of things scare me, hmm. but I suffer through it. The one thing I scare I fear the most is death. What you don't suffer through it, you persevere. No, I suffer like genuinely. However, however. The one time in my life that I was genuinely scared enough to start like crying almost was last year. Me and my fiance's name is Jill. Me and Jill were home. I made a joke that caused Jill to laugh. Jill has extremely bad asthma. She's been in the hospital for it numerous times. Oh, I know where this is going. And she I, I was in the other room we were living in an apartment and she started not breathing she's like, and she's like within those breaths it triggered it it triggered an asthma attack and i couldn't find her inhaler so that was probably the time of my life that i was most terrified yeah no that's real that's um other than that you know being worried about somebody pulling a knife on me you know like obviously other real scenarios as well but nothing that's like life-altering yeah 
I mean that that that's sounds very terrifying. Real. That yeah. sounds because that's a real chance that like something significantly yeah. bad could could have happened or could could happen. Yeah, that's very um, real. That's mm-hmm. very real. Like when COVID hit, um, you know, I spent most of it in crowded bars and restaurants because I was waiting tables and and tending bar at the time. And I always wore my mask and, you know, I dealt with all kinds of shit from it, from, you know, anti-maskers and all all that kind of shit. So day in and day out, I always heard it. Um, But I never wavered on it because there were people in my life that were immunocompromised. And, you know, like my dad, he's got high blood pressure. I don't know what that's going to do to him. My ex-girlfriend had leukemia. I don't know what that would have done to her. And I never would have forgiven myself if, like, I was careless at work and then got somebody that I cared about sick. Yeah. Right? Never would have been able to forgive myself. That's very real. That's very real. That's a genuine fear. Um, so I, I don't think that's, like, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. Oh, it's, I never, I no. didn't think it was ridiculous. No, well, like, I, I don't know. You you let it by saying, like, you were, you were medicated for anxiety. But I don't no, think that's, yeah, like, but, I think that's just a genuine absolutely Thanks. so i mean the reason i was bringing that up is because i i fear a lot of things mm-hmm. silly things like a genuine fear i have is mushrooms oh, dude, I, I fucking love mushrooms so <laughs> this, this like, is hard i don't know what it is about them but they just they freak me out i guess in the way that i get like fucking convulsions seeing like a spider crawl at the wall i like yeah. can't even look at it then i imagine I that's like it's, it's i don't know if it's a similar kind of feeling. it's like not you, that extreme but it's like i literally will not go on gr- like my front lawn if I see mushrooms. The whole front lawn most, like is compromised. Most, it's now. like part of it is compromised. That that whole section over there is compromised. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> what if you had like cleats, like you know, thick ass boots? You well, know, no, the ones from the SpongeBob I... movie with the guy in the giant boot and he's got like the spikes on the bottom. <laughs> no, because oh, what if God, I... <laughs> yeah. No, no, that doesn't because what if I trip and fall over? You gotta have boots on your hands. Oh God, no! <laughs> and on my elbows and my knees. Boots on his hands and his feet. Um, That's the best dog I've ever seen. Like, if I had to say, if I had a phobia, I have a lot. I mean, there's like mechaphobia, you know, the fear of like. So sub, I think it's sub mechaphobia, the fear of man-made large structures in water. So, like, Atlantis is just a no-go for you. Absolutely. It's just a complete like, no-go. Like, uh, dams. Oh, when I, I love cruises, but boarding a ship is terrifying to me. So what about viewing, that, that, like, that sunken that ships second, or something like that? No. That 10 no. seconds you spend on the, on the plank? Yes. <laughs> is absolutely terrifying to me. I'm leaving the ground now. I'm supported by nothing but the concept of buoyancy. Not even that. Just looking at the the... The propellers under, right under the water, you know, seeing the ship start to disappear under the dark. That's interesting. Cruises yeah. are insanely relaxing and also insanely terrifying at the same time. Right? You're stranded there, bro. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, you can... it's very peaceful and also. Yeah. But you know what? Could be your doom. I think I think our Halloween special has gone on long enough. You gotta save content for next year. It's almost yeah. the two hours. <laughs> but you know what? I thank everybody for joining us on this long journey. I hope you enjoyed it as I much do. as we did. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we're celebrating three milestones today. Are we? Um, yeah, this is our twentieth episode. 
Um, we're that, celebrating. Is that really a milestone? Absolutely. I think it is. Oh, this is two episodes. This is a milestone. We're a One year ago. old. We're celebrating our first birthday, and we just hit 3,000 plays okay. recently, yeah. too. So, I mean, hey. So you know what? There's lots of reasons to celebrate. If, if any of you out there listening truly enjoy us idiots, we appreciate you. No, we and love you. And we love you. We validate that it's not in our heads. We, yes. It's not a parasocial relationship. I love we're not, you romantically. We're not schizophrenic. We know you're out there. But share us with your friends, your family, if you want to know how fucked up you are. If you want your family to know how fucked up you are. Share <laughs> These are my role models. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram yes. handle? At the Backrooms Podcast. The underscore Backrooms underscore, underscore podcast. podcast. Specifically. Uh, we are on uh, TikTok. Yes, underscore we, the Backrooms we, Boys. We tick that talk. <laughs> We're on Twitter as well. I don't usually post to Twitter. Especially now that Elon Musk is. Well, I feel like we need to post twice as much now. Why? To Twitter? Because Elon Musk owns Twitter. Oh, God. Yeah, but all the engineers are gone. The board of directors is gone. It's just going to be Elon <laughs> managing the entirety of Twitter. I think he could do it. I don't think... Uh, he sent a fucking car into space. He didn't do shit. And it came back. I'm not bound. If he brings back Vine, I'll love him forever. I don't care about anything else he's ever done. I just I don't, if he brings I don't back care Vine, about his war crimes. I just care about Vine. If he brings back Vine, I'll, I'll I will worship him. I'll abdicate him of anything he has ever done wrong. And on that bombshell, <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> we'll Good see night, you everyone. guys in the next one. Good night, everybody. Happy Halloween. Peace.